I'm Beatrice, your host of the Let's Talk Relationships podcast. Join me and my guests as we explore all things related to singleness, dating, and relationships. Together, we'll hear from real, everyday people and a few professionals and their experiences with self-growth, heartbreak, modern-day dating, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're here for the long haul, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And welcome back to Let's Talk Relationships. So this week's episode is a bonus episode for everyone. This is something I recorded with my dear friend, Lauren Donahue, on her show called The Rise Radio Show. We did this months before my podcast launched. And she interviewed me asking me what I thought were some of the most important points to attract your life partner. And by all means, I'm going to preface, I'm in no way an expert on this. Hello, I'm single. (laughs) But this was kind of what I've gathered over the years from all the books that I've read, the people I've spoken to, wise counsel that I've received, and my own personal experiences. I think that this is a good framework. I think there's more nuance to it than what we talked about. We only had, you know, 25 minutes to go through everything. However, I do believe it's a great framework, and I'm really excited for you guys to listen. Um, It was my first interview ever, so give me some grace. (laughs) But I really hope you guys enjoy it um, and look forward to kind of hearing what you guys think about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back for another Rise Radio show. Today we are live at noon, and I am so, so, so excited to bring on our guest today. Her name is Beatrice, and she's going to be talking to you about how to attract your life partner. So we all want to learn about relationships, and we are going to talk about relationships today with Beatrice. A little background on Beatrice. She is a creative marketing strategist and event producer by trade, but her passion and purpose is learning and understanding the intricacies around human connection, particularly in romantic relationships. What makes them work? What makes them not work? How does our past impact how we relate to romantic partners? After a breakup in 2019 propelled her into a journey of personal growth and discovery, which accumulated with the almost launch coming soon of her new podcast, Let's Talk Relationships. Make sure you go follow Let's Talk Relationships, where she explores this complicated yet enlightening world of relationships. So without further ado, we are going to get into it. Welcome, Beatrice. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited we're finally doing this. Finally doing it at the perfect time. It's always divine timing. And whoever's listening live right now, this is for them. And then whoever catches the recording later, even if it's in six months, they will land on this talk at the perfect time for whatever they're going through in their relationship. So I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Lauren. You're so sweet. Love you. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to doing what you're doing today? I shared a little bit about your background, but from your own words, who is Beatrice and how did you get to doing this? You know what? We're still figuring that out, but (laughs) I swear I was like, I'm like 33 now and I'm like, wow, I still don't know who I am totally, but I I know more of who I am than I ever have. But um, yeah, like, like, kind of like you said, like in 2010, I went through a breakup and um, it just kind of propelled me like, wait, I don't even know what a good relationship looks like. I don't even know what I should be looking for. Like, I just realized I was trying to make a relationship work that was just not right. It, nothing was wrong with him. It was just like, this is not the right relationship. But I was like, I'm going to try. I'm going to read every book. And I was like putting in all this effort. And I think when it ended, I was just like, why? Like, 
I, you know, and then it made me realize, like, I don't even know what it is I'm even looking for. I don't know what a good relationship is, what makes up a good relationship. Like, I realized so much in that moment that, like, whoa, I have a lot I have to heal and deal with, you know? Things I were, I wasn't even aware of kind of came up out of that relationship because I had the kind of the curiosity yeah. to ask, like, yeah, like, well, what am I doing? Like, what am I looking for in all of that? And, and like, because of that, um, you know, it, it, it dove into this, like, kind of personal journey, as we like to call it, um, to kind of discover that, you know? Mm. What do you feel like was one of your first discoveries as you, you, as you landed on this path of self-discovery, personal growth in your relationship and just with yourself? What was the first thing? I'm the problem. Okay. <laughs> no, it, I just realized like there was a lot of stuff that I was contributing in relationship um, that made it, made it difficult. You know, I think, and I didn't know that I just thought being me, you know, and it was, I started realizing a lot of like my childhood issues popping up and why I was acting a certain way and all of that. So um, I think that was the first discovery was like, I can't blame the other person. I can't point fingers until I can do that to myself. So I, it was like a kind of an awakening moment of like, whoa, I have a lot of work to do. And I've got a lot of things that like, I just kind of went through my twenties, like I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Half of having a fun time, you know, and then actually realizing, oh wait, like there's some stuff I have have to deal with personally myself um you know before I can really be in a solid relationship so I think that was kind of the first thing was like like I need, I need to look internally yeah. and not look at like what is it I'm looking for but more so what's within me that's causing me to stay in these relationships like why did I stay in that one for a year why was I trying so hard like all those things I yeah. think when we can get really curious about ourselves I think a lot will come out of that versus like we like to want to point the finger to the other person and it's like, yeah, they may have been part of the problem, of course, but ultimately, you know, we have to take that responsibility upon ourselves too. Mm, what a huge awareness. And I don't remember where I heard this the first time, but people said, <laughs> and you're pointing the finger, there's actually three fingers pointed yeah. back. <laughs> it's so true though. And that's about kind of the ratio, right? It's like probably one thing that they're doing, but three things that we're doing that are actually contributing to the, you know, the things that aren't working in the relationship. And what's cool is when you go on this path of self-discovery and you realize like, yes, I need to go within and see what these things are. Like, it doesn't mean that you need to stay in that relationship. I oh, think exactly. that that's people think, oh, if it's all me and three fingers are pointing back this way and only a little bit of the issue is them, well, then once I figure that out, then I should stay in this relationship. And that might not be the case. So what, what advice would you have for people that are kind of in that position? They're doing the work. They're realizing that they did contribute a lot to what wasn't working in the relationship. Do they stay? Do they, you know, work on it? Or do they move on into a new relationship? Well, I think that's hard because there's a lot, a lot of nuance to that. So uh, it's not a one size fits all. I think once you do go on that journey of discovery and you really are trying to understand who you are and like, who did God create you to be? Like, what is my purpose on this planet? Like, what am I here for? You know, you might discover that the person staring back at you, you know, at your partner, you're like, Oh, you're not the, you're not the best fit for me, period. You know, or you might discover, wow, this person's perfect for me. And it's exactly what I needed. And I was standing in the way of this relationship being really healthy. Mm. So I think it can be multiple things. And I think, you know, it's, it's not kind of like a one size fits all answer to that, you know, um, you know, and again, if, if you realize that, oh, this person isn't for me, then you can, you can make room for someone that might be. And that's so hard. And I've done it so many times. And it's so hard because you don't want to let that person go. But I think, when you really know what you're looking for and who you are, like it makes it really hard to stay in things that are not right. 
you just know deep down and you'll stay in them, but you know, deep down that it's just not right. And you'll try and force it, but it just, in the end doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that, right, where there's an expiration date. And it's like, once it gets past the expiration date, it's sour, right? It's sour, so yeah. Like, it's time to make a move. Um, and you also said what, something I really like, too, is that you were willing to go within and see what you could find there. So what's the first thing that you found there? What is the thing that was holding you back from being able to show up fully, um, vulnerably, 100% yourself in relationship? Uh, a lot of fear. So I realized I had a huge fear of abandonment. And so I would be in the relationship, but I had a lot of anxiety a lot of the time in a relationship with um, just dependent. Sometimes I'd be more avoidant if the person was too clingy. I was like, ah, too, I can't handle that. And then if someone was more avoidant, I was super anxious, like, you know, give me attention. But I realized deep down that that was all just me being emotionally unavailable also, mm -hmm. like in those moments, you know. Um, because I didn't know how to ask for what I needed or what I wanted, or I didn't know how to be vulnerable and, and open up and communicate. I grew up in a household where, like, we don't communicate. We don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about anything. And so I went into a relationship with that, you know, and then expected this person to, like, meet all my needs without actually explaining what my needs are <laughs> or even knowing exactly what they are. So I think I realized there was a lot of fear of opening up and being vulnerable and putting myself out there because I was like, they're just going to leave. They're just going to get up and go. They're going to, you know, break up with me or they're going to leave all, all that. And so I think that fear really held me back a lot. Um, in, in being honest and asking for what I really wanted, you know? Yeah. And so question, if you shared something like that and they did leave, would that even be the right person for you? Exactly. It's not. That to me is a gift. Like if I'm, if I'm able to tell someone, you know, oh, you know, these are my needs and this, this is what I'm looking for. And if they are like, yeah, I can't meet those. And if I choose to stay, that's my responsibility. Like that is on me. I can no longer point the finger at the person. I can no longer be annoyed by them. I can no longer wish they were different. They tell you straight up, they cannot meet your need and be there the way you need them. And that's your answer. You know, that's your answer to leave. And a lot of the time I found myself staying in those things. I like, and it, wh why I'm like asking myself why, you know, and it's like we get attached and then we have feelings and, you know, there's so many more layers to it. But if you can really, you know, garner up the like, like strength to leave that situation, yeah. it's so fruitful and so difficult, but so fruitful in the end, because, you know, you're making room for someone who can give you those things that you really want. So would it still then be the fear of abandonment that's keeping you in it, right? So you share vulnerably what your needs the person says they can't meet your needs, but you stay. Is that still the fear of abandonment? Yeah, there's a big, yeah, because you're like, well, like, you, and it, the crazy thing is you may not even consciously be making these decisions. You're just like, well, yeah, but maybe, maybe he'll change or maybe he'll like really try because he'll say, I really want to try. Yeah. Like I, I, and it's like, so then I kind of, and it gives you a little bit of hope and you're like, oh, but maybe, you know, and you kind of convince yourself into staying because you're like, well, I don't want to be alone or I, or like, I like this person. It could just be simply as like, I enjoy being around this person. I like this person. I like their company. We have fun together. It could be all those things, but ultimately you're still suffering because you really aren't getting your needs met or you're not getting what you really want out of a relationship, you know? Mm. And so there's so many reasons why we end up staying in those dynamics because we're human. We want connection. We're made for connection, yeah. you know? And so it's like, there's so many reasons why we stay, but in the end, it's just detrimental for us because we're also not, you know, creating space for someone who can provide those needs, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's really hard.
Yeah. So it starts with fear of abandonment is why I am afraid to ask for my needs. And then I do ask for my needs. They're not able to be met, but I stay because of fear of abandonment. For how long? Like, how long does someone stay in something like that? And then what are some steps to actually leave? Like, what are those steps of, okay, I know that I'm staying in this longer. The expiration date has passed. It's, it's time to move on. Now I'm having some sort of, like, you know, trauma bond. Or there's all these different things that are keeping me there outside of fear of abandonment. So what are the steps then to leave? Yeah, it was, I think this actually goes into like the little four steps that I uh, kind of laid out. And it's, I, I think, you know, it, it goes to number one is really know who you are, right? You really have to understand who you are. What is your purpose in this life? What direction are you trying to go in life? What are your goals? What are your, you know, all the things like, what are your values? You know, like what means the most to you in someone? What is like really trying to under, ask those hard questions to yourself, like really try and understand like, What's important to me? What do I value? What do I want? All those things. I don't think we take enough time to sit down with ourselves and really ask ourselves those questions. So that way that, and because we don't do that, we just accept anything that comes our way, right? Oh, he likes me. Great. Like, I, let's do this, you know? Like, we'll accept a lot of things that normally we wouldn't if we really knew what we were looking for and, what, and who we were. So I think that's a big one is really understand who you are. Also understand your core patterns, how your traumas have affected you and your, you know, in your life now. How do you relate in relationship? Like, I know I have a fear of abandonment, so I attach really quickly. I have to be very aware of that because I'm like, I don't want to attach to people too quickly before I've got a chance to vet them. So I'm well, well aware of that now. So I can put steps in to avoid that now, you know, it doesn't always work perfectly. I'm not perfect, but you know, I try. <laughs> so I think that's like a first one is really know who you are and then work on really healing the parts of you that need healing, that need, that need to be loved and comforted and, and, you know, um, and, and healed. I think that that's super important. And then the second thing I go into is like, now that you are in this place of you knowing more of who you are, you're never going to know yourself fully, but you know, you'll know, your, you'll, you'll know more of yourself. Um, you know, I think it's a better place for you to understand and create a list of like a realistic list of what is it that I'm looking for? What is it? What is it that I I value most, you know, I think I finally, I, I did this book called, I hate the title called calling in the one. And she really needs to retitle that damn book. But, um, and she really, the book makes you, it's like a whole journal prompting. It really makes you go through this and sit with these thoughts. But I think that was so valuable because she really made you go in in detail. Like, what is it that you really need? You know, what are needs of yours? And, you know, I found out like, I need someone who's consistent, someone who's super consistent showing up for me. I'm not anxious. I'm calm. I can trust someone who's consistent, right? Trust is really important to me. So it's like, I found out all these things that were really important to me, like trust, integrity, say what you're going to do. If you're going to say, if you're saying this, then do that. Like I realized that was really important to me. So you start to realize all these things that are super important to you and valuable to you. And once you write that on paper, man, is it really hard to like, like ignore that it is on paper. It is written. It is listed. You're like, yes, these are the things I need. And mm -hmm. then to now go and pursue something that isn't that is really difficult and you will feel that internally you will try your hardest like you did in the past to just make it work figure it out like you'll really try but it it just won't work you, you feel it internally you're just gonna feel all out of sorts you're like ah, like you're gonna be anxious like you're gonna have all these feelings because you know deep down this is not what you want this is not aligned with who you are and yeah. what you're for and so i think that's a huge thing is making and it's got to be a realistic list like 
don't be like brown hair and blue eyes and six foot, you know, like I, I'm talking about, I'm talking like serious people who really want to meet their partner. Yeah. Like don't put six foot on your thing. Like, don't worry about that. Like really focus on what's, what really matters deeply. Yeah. I think that's like, that's step two. So it was really kind of creating that list from a healed place. And then now going into step three, which is kind of what I was just talking about is really now owning that. So like really taking responsibility for that list of yours. So that means saying no to things that aren't on that list, right? So if you're seeing someone, you're like, ooh, he's cute. Oh, there's so much attraction. We have so much fun together, but he's not living in his integrity. His faith is kind of all over the place. He's really inconsistent. All these things, as much as you want to be with them, it's just not right. Like, you know it, you know? And so it's like you really have to start taking responsibility for putting yourself in places and, you know, that are going to align you with that. You know, because then you can only blame yourself. We can't then look to anybody else. We can't say, well, they wasted my time. Well, you wasted your time because you stayed in something that you knew you should have left. You know, so again, it goes back to like internally. It is really hard because I want to blame the other person so much more. It's so much easier. <laughs> but it's like when you really take the take on the responsibility to be like, oh, wait, like I like they've shown me who they are. Right. But I'm now responsible to decide, does that stay in my life or does that not stay in my life, you know? Like, I get to make that choice myself. And if I'm staying, I'm choosing something that's not right for me. And that's now on me, not on yeah. them. Because they made, they made who they are very clear. So I think when you're able to own that, I think it makes it a lot easier to get out of those type of relationships. Mm. It's not easy. I would just say it makes it easier because you, you, once you make a commitment to that list and you make a commitment to yourself and to God, for me, it's like when I'm, when I'm out of alignment, it hurts and I feel it. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get back to that. Like I gotta get back to like, and really own what it is that I'm, you know, I, I want. Yeah. Yeah. And step three, the last one is really quick is to now look at your step two, which is your list and to actively work on those qualities. So if I want someone who's you're living in their integrity, then I need to have integrity within me and I need to live that way too. If I want someone who's physically fit because I'm really into fitness, then great, I need to prioritize that. I want someone consistent, great, I need to learn how to be more consistent myself. Like I want someone who values their faith and is in church and involved, great, then I need to be in church and involved and making sure my relationship with God is number one. You know, so it's now it's again, it, it all goes back to just taking responsibility for what you say you really want in others. Well, then you have to be those things also, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I look at it is like, it's really on us. We so much want to always push the blame on other people. I'm not finding anyone because of X, Y, Z. It's really easy to blame other people and to blame the world and to blame the outside circumstances. You can't control those things. God can control them. You can't. Only thing you can control is yourself and understanding what you want and then staying in alignment with that. Mm, so good. The last one there is really becoming the that you want to attract because you're so right we ask for so many things and it's like i want someone to show up like on a red carpet on a horse like you just come in and do all these things but what are we doing how are we living our lives what, what places and spaces are we in because a lot of times that's where you find the partner right doing the things exactly. that you do and so i love that you brought that in and i love that you started with who am i what are my goals what do i really want like it starts from within and that's mm -hmm. what you were talking beginning and then diving into a more specific list that's not vain, right? It's not just mm -hmm. external. It's internally who is this person because that's what creates lasting relationships, right? It's like we could be like, oh, cute, you're cute. Okay, that's not going to keep us together and we're not going to grow old together because we're cute. Um, so I love, 
I love the way, like the steps in the order that you took it in. And I love just kind of that landing the plane there with who are you actually right now? And are you that person who could call in your life partner right now? Yeah, exactly. And that really makes it like, Ooh, like, like a clutch the pearls kind of situation where you're like, wait a second, you know, because it, yeah, it makes you take that responsibility for yourself. And, um, but it's an exciting journey to get there. It's exciting to own that because you then are not controlled by all these outside circumstances, you know? Oh, I can't find anyone because of X, Y, Z. It's so much easier to say that, but it's like, are you that person? Like I had to really ask myself the things that I was looking for. I'm like, wait a second. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not always really consistent. And I was like, I, I need to learn to be a little bit better in that department, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it really shines a light on, on, on you really. I love that. So the last question I'll ask you is with all of this knowledge and kind of with this formula, it's kind of a formula to, to really call in that partner that you're looking for. When you meet people now, how soon do you share with them who you are and what you're looking for, right? Because before you were afraid of like, if I share this with them, they might leave me or they might not want to stay or they might not be interested. So is this like a first date, a second date, a month in? Like, where do you put that in where it's like, this is me, here's all my cards. Is this something that you're interested in? I would say pretty early on, like, let's not scare them on date one. Like date one, you're literally trying to figure out, am I enjoying this person's company? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, do I even want to be around this person? You know? So it's like, if you're not even having fun, then you don't even just move on. But I think as you like, it's say early on within the first month. I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't want to talk about these things pretty early on. Um, otherwise you're wasting your time because all you're going to do is get attached. Yeah. You're going to get attached. You're going to like the person. And then you're going to make excuses for them, which I've done. I'm not, I'm not saying this cause I'm a saint in this department. I'm saying is I've learned through all this yeah. and I've done that. And it's like, you wait too long to really ask those questions. Um, and the, the hard part though, is when you do talk about those things and that person doesn't align, cause that's, that's just one step. You just, you let them know. But the hard part is when they don't align with that, what do you do with that information? And I think that's, that's the hard part is, is, so I, I suggest your first month, you really should kind of be talking about a lot of the stuff, you know, um, what your values are. I mean, pretty early on by like date two, like, you should be getting into a little bit more of like what you like to do, what are your values, you know, for me, like my faith is super important. So I'm out, I'm out the gate. Like if you're not even on the same page, I wouldn't even go on a date. Like I've cut it so far down that like, I won't even entertain it because why there's no point. So I won't even entertain someone who's like not Christian or, or like involved in church or like, you know, not even just Christian, like someone who's actively involved. I just won't even entertain it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're so clear on who you are and easier it just and honestly you go you go unhinged these days and it's like there's so many so many options it's just like how do you you just you make it easy you have your your you know your things that you're really looking for and everybody else is a no mm, i love that everyone 30, 50, 60 options you need one person you know yeah. and so it's like it makes me oh you're not christian you don't go to a church next goodbye like it's <laughs> just like you weed them out faster when you know what you're looking for yeah Absolutely. I love it. It's okay. not being, I, want, I want to preface. It's not being like super closed off. Like, oh. oh, I don't talk to, you know, it's just really understanding the main things that you really want that are most important to you. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want people to take it the wrong way as like, I just say no to everybody, you know, yeah. but no, because people, oh, might. that's you being clear on who you are. You, what, what you want is very different than what <laughs> I want than other, anybody watching this wants. Right. But it gives them permission to be like, Oh, that's actually so important. That's my number one core value. So if that person doesn't have that, and I already know that out of the gate, 
I would be wasting my time, right? I would be making excuses yeah. and I'd be buying something. And yeah. it would be, yeah, a lot of people do it. I mean, it, I've done it before and it's like, I see it a happen a ton. Like these are really important to me. They say it out loud, but then they meet someone who doesn't align with that, but they like the person, so they make excuses for it. And we do it all the time. So that's why I'm saying we're the only ones to blame when we say, oh, I just can't find anyone. Or, well, you also were in a relationship with people that didn't align with who you were for years. So there goes years of like yes. the possibility of meeting someone who actually aligns with who you are, you know? And I've done it. I've still done it. Not even that long ago, you know? So it's yeah. like, it, it's hard. It's a discipline. It honestly is a discipline. Yeah, and I think too, not being so hard on yourself if yeah. you if something that you're doing, giving yourself permission to learn the lessons, right? So like years of lessons, <laughs> years of lessons of like knowing what is for you, what's not for you, what you like, don't like. I mean, in, in the past, I was the queen of seeing a red flag, heading straight to Home Depot, getting the white paint, bringing it back. <laughs> red Let me just fix that. Let me just paint this white because I, I like these things. Like yeah. this seems cool, right? But here's the thing, six months, a year later, that starts chipping, that paint chips off, and that same yeah. red flag from the very beginning is the one that's been there the whole time, and that's the reason yep. we're yep. leaving. Like, it's always the reason. I always tell people that. Like, the thing you see at the beginning that drives you nuts, that for some reason you're like, I feel something off about this, we yeah. ignore it, and it still ends up being the reason why we break up, and it ends up being almost the exact reason. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It happens every time. Exactly. Oh, okay. This has been amazing. Thank you for taking a little extra time as well uh, to follow. Let's talk relationships. Your podcast is coming out soon. Are you taking on any clients for relationship coaching? Uh, not right now. Um, no, but that is, that is, that might be in the works down the road. <laughs> so, um, I'm one thing at a time. I'm in a weird transition with everything right now too. So, um, but yeah, that, that might be a possibility. Cool. So the best thing for them to do is come and follow Let's Talk Relationships yes. and questions, send you a DM. Yes. Let's Talk Relationships underscore LTR. Um, follow that. And then you'll also get to see when the podcast gets released. Where I'm currently recording episodes. So I want to make sure I have a good amount of episodes before I officially launch. So um, yeah. That's cool. Oh, and we'll reshare this video when you launch too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so, I, I would appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Awesome. Again, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me on. I so I see some questions. Hey, Kevin, <laughs> we're almost done, but we'll we'll chat later. <laughs> yeah, okay. send her. A, yep, send Beatrice a question. She'll answer that too. Okay. Thanks so much, girl. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.